clawing their way to take the lead. And here's a shot, scores right down the middle. The workhorse from Whitehorse, Dylan Cousins, rips it. And Buffalo gets its fifth of the game. They're up 5-3 with 11.06 to go in the third period. Buffalo Sabres taking on the San Jose Sharks this afternoon. You'll be able to hear that pregame coverage starting at 3 o'clock here on WGR. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman here with you on a Sports Talk Saturday. And let's waste no time. We get Well, we already wasted enough time. We're, we're, we were late to getting our friend Joe Yurden here to join us. And now Joe Yurden of Noted Hockey on the West Her Hotline joining us now. Joe, it's Derek, it's TJ, it's a Sabres game day, and your Lions play tomorrow, baby. It's, uh, it's a full weekend, isn't it, man? This, yeah. is, uh, this is something else. It's, uh, it, it's a real throwback to 1992 weekend for me, except for that whole... You know, me being an adult and, you know, I'm covering, you know, I cover the Buffalo Sabres. I'm not, you know, 12 years old. It, it's, a, it, well, it's a throwback, but it's completely not. I mean, hey, you know, the, the not 12 years old thing, that's probably the, the probably the big one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to call that one the more important one, although uh, being 44 is a is a bit of a come down on that one. So let's, uh, you know, let's, let's let's stay away from that, though. That's let's fun. focus on the positives here. That's right. <laughs> 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 Joe, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Sabers. Yeah, oh, yeah let's focus <laughs> on the positives. <laughs> Crap! Uh, what a segue, there, guys. We're we're doing great. This is what this, this is what this is what friends do, though. We goof around on the radio. That's that's just how it goes. Uh, Joe, of course, um, Sabers. I mean, I, if we're focusing on the positives, they beat LA and uh, looked yeah. pretty convincing doing so. Yeah, it's it's not, it's good to see a, a team that's you know kind of up and down the way the Sabers have been. I know it's you know, we tend to focus a lot more on the down, which you know unfortunately they've given us a good share of down this year. Um, but it was good to see them take advantage of a Kings team that's really going through it. And you know they, it's very weird to see them spot a team a lead and then just come roaring back and then you know kind of rub their face in it a, uh, quite a bit as the game went on, but. Um, that was that. That was the kind of thing that we really haven't seen a lot from the Sabers this season. Where, you know, they get down in a hole like that and then just climb right back and then take over and they kind of run with it the rest of the way. That was that was a nice throwback to last season. And uh, in my mind, anyways, that was that was it was good to see. But it's one of these things where you, you see something good happen and you have to kind of look for that little asterisk and say like, well, they did it against a team that's. That's you know losing tons of games and you know everybody hates each other on the team, or you know it's a, oh they did that but it's against this other team that really stinks or whatever. But you know we 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 saw them we saw them against Anaheim not take advantage of a team that really stinks and you know it's that's kind of the duality of of the Sabers, isn't it? You know play down to a team that they should beat and then play over their minds against a team that you know probably should have beat them but uh, but they didn't. Yeah, so Joe, of course, um, one of the things, though, it, the game got off to a shaky start, and um, I will say that shaky start probably let a lot of people not watch the uh, the team go ahead and uh, and flourish towards the uh, middle and end of that game. The reason for that shaky start, though, is um, the goaltending situation has questions, but they weren't the questions we thought that they would be entering the season. Devin Levi comes in, looks very shaky to start. He does eventually calm down, 
get his game in order. But um, what have you thought about the Sabres' handling of this goaltender situation now, especially with the fact that um, they had recently sent Levi down to the HL to play a game and then called him back up? What's going on with the goaltending situation the best that you can uh, break it down? Well, the goaltending thing to me is, uh, you know, I, I look at it that, you know, they've got, you know, they've got your three guys. Um, Levi's the guy they want to make make it work with. You know, it, it's been very apparent that he's the guy that that they've that they've circled to be their man for the future, and that they they want to get him acclimated to NHL life, and they want to get him in that spot where, you know, he eventually ascends to that number one role, and you know, he becomes the goaltender of this franchise for the next you know, who knows how long, but, um, it's tough. It's tough when you're fresh out of college. It's tough when you're as young as Devin is and you're thrown right into the NHL. And it, you know, we, we saw it last year where, you know, he looked good and he, you know, he was kind of unflappable and he got them back into the playoff picture, but, uh, it's a little different when it's a 82 game season and you're still learning the league. You're still learning everything about being a pro, all these different things. And it can be tough. And you're trying to adjust things on the fly and, and, and learn how to, you know, learn how to, to make adjustments during games and whatnot. And it, it's, it's, it's difficult. Now, you know, Devin's as, as mentally strong as, as anybody goes, if you're a goalie, you have to be. Um, but when, you know, when things are, are kind of up and down and, and you're looking for somebody to kind of grab the job and go with it, well, fortunately, Lucanin did that. Uh, so then you just have to sort out the rest of the, of the setup and, you know, that's where Eric Comrie's play and, you know, he gets hurt, kind of made the made the decision for them um, because they, you know, they, they needed to loosen things up. They needed to give Granado some more options with, you know, to, to kind of play with the lineup. And when you got three goalies, you're kind of limited to what you can do. So for Levi, though, I mean, geez, they, you know, everything with the, you know, the snowstorm and the schedule and everything else has kind of kind of gotten in the way of them being able to, to get a, you know, a consistent rotation going or be able to get Devin the games that he needs to be playing. Cause he can't be sitting around. It's the other part of being a young guy. He can't be sitting around just watching games all the time and, and not being able to practice. But um, it, it was, it, that was, it was a strong performance considering how bad that game started against LA. Cause I mean, you could say two of those three goals, probably not ones you want guys in the NHL giving up, but the final 40 minutes of that game, he played great. That was an absolutely great performance in the final two periods, and you know that that's that that kind of gives you an idea of what you want to see out of Levi, where he can kind of shake things off and get right back at it, and and can, you know take over in his in his play. Um, that's important to see. I know it can, it's goaltending's been an essentially forever frustrating thing here ever since they traded Ryan Miller, but. It's you know we're 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 at a spot now where maybe things are starting to get a little bit figured out and maybe that that position is settled down into a spot where you don't have to worry about it as much. Everybody's gonna be nervous about it. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have to worry about it as much as maybe some of the other issues with the team. Joe, you, we talked about uh, Uko Pekka and taking kind of a a step forward and being the guy this year. Uh, what? difference about his what's different about his games where he's been able to step up and you know kind of give the Sabres a stable presence in goal for me the thing with Lucan and that's so different is just the confidence that he plays with um 
you know, we've seen in previous years where, you know, maybe if he gets beat, you know, in a situation and, you know, some of his positioning or whatnot, all the science that goes into goaltending, something would always look a little bit off. And, you know, I, I, something that myself, and I know a lot of, a lot of us, others of us have kind of looked at it going like, what's going on there is you'd see him get really small in the net for a guy, for a guy who's six foot five, seemed like he was always getting really small and getting beat in spots where it's like, well, if you weren't being so small, you'd be able to, that, that shot would just hit you in the shoulder or the arm or whatever. But he seems to just be finding a place now where he's not letting these, these little issues get in his way. And the, you know, the size factor, he plays big in the net and he, he challenges shots. He does all these things and he plays confident. It's not like you, we'd see him play and, you know, a shot would get on him and you're like, Oh, he doesn't know where it is. Or, oh, he's not sure he's got that one. Or, well, he got a bad read on it. Like, what's going on? The kind of things that young goalies go through, which, you know, hey, we saw, <laughs> we're watching Levi go through it now. Um, but Lukanen's got a confidence with his game, and he works really hard. I know, I know the coaches and the players and all these guys all say this stuff, but it's really true. This guy's really busted his hump the last few years just to get to a spot now where he's, you know, he, he's in really good shape. He's really confident and he's, and he's on top of his, on top of his job now. So he's, and he's got the confidence at, at least of the coaching staff now to be able to say like, all right, man, you're our guy, go get it. And having that confluence of everything is really paying off for him now. And, you know, the, the, you know, the, the tougher starts are a lot more, a lot more further, a lot further apart than they used to be. Um, you know, we've seen him, you know, stay, get hot and stay hot and stay steady. And I think that's, that, that, that's the kind of calmness this group has needed in goal. Now, again, other problems, but Lukanen is, is, has shown that he's the number one guy right now. And they've got to kind of run with him, which, you know, it, it kind of loops back in on Levi that, you know, you need him to play. But, you know, how do you go away from Luke? And as long as they feel like they're in the playoff race, and, you know, of course they do feel that way. Um, you know, I, I, I'm always not one to, to say they're out of it, but I, the road ahead's really difficult. But you can't just punt on any of, on any of these games. So Luke has got to be their guy. And right now he's taking it and running with it. And there's not – not really seeing any of that lack of confidence or that shakiness out of them at all. Joe Yurden joining us here on the West Her Hotline. Joe, uh, one last thing here with the Sabers, as uh, you know, I, I, I want to dig in the Lions here with you, man. Uh, but <laughs> the kid line has once again emerged as one of the biggest strengths of this team, and it's not necessarily because of how dynamic the trio of Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins, and JJ Paterka have been. It's also a combination of the top guys have for the most part this year, not been the top guys. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely been an issue with, with the top guys. Um, but it's encouraging. It's really encouraging with the, with the younger guys to see Paterka having the type, the kind of season that he's having. And he's another one where the confidence just comes out of his play. And we're seeing that a lot more now, the, the breakaway that he had against LA it was the breakaway against LA where, you know, he just comes bull rushing in and Talbot has, you know, has, is like, uh Oh, this guy's right on top of me. What do I do? And then JJ's already stuffed it past them. We weren't seeing a lot of that from him. You, you, he would get, you know, we've, even earlier this season, you'd see him get a breakaway and you could kind of, it's very odd to see a guy, you know, playing hockey and you can see them actively thinking like, okay, what am I going to do next? And you'd see him on a breakaway, and he's like, all right, what's the move I'm going to do? And, he, you know, the feet are moving. He's skating fast. He's coming in on the net. And he's still trying to decide, 
what he's going to do. And then it's, you know, the goalie's right there. And then he's like, oh, crap, I got to shoot. And, you know, a lot of those opportunities would go by the wayside. But now we're seeing a guy who's just like, forget it, I'm going. And he and he goes and he makes the decision and he's committing to it and it's turning into goals. That's great. Um, and, you know, even with the other guys, I mean, you know, Quinn is making his way back. He's looked very good since he's come back and he's gotten better each, you know, each day out. And that that's a horrible injury to come back from, you know, torn Achilles, like, forget it. That's, you know, put me in a bed for three years and I'll, I'll, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get up at some point later on, but, um, but he looks great and he, he's such a dangerous scorer and we're seeing a lot more of that. And even now cousins, I, it's been a tough, tough year for him. And there's been, you know, there's, there's like different things that have been going on, you know, it's confidence. It's, you know, it's getting your shots blocked all the time. So that kind of wears on you. It's all these different things, but we're seeing him just kind of come back from that. And we're seeing him just kind of get into a flow and it's working with these two guys now uh, with, with his two, with his two wingers that it's like, all right, this is, this is why this line was so good last season. And that's, this is why it could be so much better this year. We're seeing these guys just kind of get it together now and, and, and put it together. You know, when it comes to Thompson and Skinner and talk, I mean, you know, you know, Skinner's been dealing with injuries. All three of these guys have been dealing with injuries at different points this year. And it's tough. It's tough to come back from that, especially if it's, you know, if it's, you know, I think Thompson's injury was like an arm injury, wrist injury, hand, whatever it was. A guy with the kind of hands that he has and the kind of shot that he has, you can start messing with the hands and the wrists. That changes things. That makes it a lot more difficult. And, you know, Skinner, you know, popping in and out, that makes it tough to get the, you know, the, get the cohesion back. And, you know, all these guys are battling. They're, they're battling hard. And, you know, I know when the puck's not going in, you know, fans are just like, yeah, whatever, call me when they're scoring. But, you know, it's hard. It, it, it's, it, it's tough. It's a tough league. And teams are defending them a lot different than they were last year. You know, it, it's easy enough to watch tape. It's, it's hard to execute the defense when you want to do it. But teams are, teams are figuring out that if they pressure them up high and make it, make it, a, make it a, a battle to get up the ice, that a lot of times maybe they don't have the, the patience or, uh, you know, they don't have the patience to try to deal with, you know, skating through guys to try to get through and, and create the rush opportunities. It's just, you know, it, it's a factor of them being a young team and, just, and getting frustrated with teams being able to defend them well. Well, Joe. We're going to pivot over to the Lions now. And, I mean, first thing i got to ask is, how are you feeling with everything? <laughs> um, this feels like house money, man. Um, <laughs> I didn't think they were, you know, I never think they're going to be a playoff team, A. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. <laughs> I mean, and you, I, and you I would... know better than anybody else, so I'm not going to take that away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I was disappointed when they missed out last year, but it, it was it felt like a lot of the same old Lions thing. It was like, well, if you beat Seattle, you'd you'd have been in, dummies, you know that kind of thing. But sure. Um, but this year, it's been a lot different with them. And you know, yeah, the losses are annoying, but we all get that. You know, the Bills lose a game, everybody's everybody's just like, oh, what the hell's wrong with this team? Well, you know, what's going on? You know, the Lions lose to the Packers on Thanksgiving, which I think I predicted like in August was going to happen. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, of course they're going to lose to Green Bay. Like, of course it's a high profile game. They're going to lose to them. That's what happens. And they did. Then it's like, this team ain't got it. Like they, they don't have the juice. They ain't going to do it. Like, you know, Minnesota's going to come back and win the division. They're going to be a wild card. It's going to suck. And everything's going to be bad. And then that didn't happen. It was, they ended up cruising into winning the division. And it's like, oh, okay, well that's different. That's a lot different. They ain't done that in 30 years. That's cool. 
And, you know, they play the Rams, and it's like, well, of course it's the Rams. Of course, of course. It's going to be Stafford. He's going to be coming back. He's going to have the game of his life. He's going to beat him. And it's going to be like, yeah, why? You know, everybody's going to come back and say, like, we never should have traded the guy. You know, all that stuff. And it's gonna, it was going to make me lose my mind, but I was very content that, like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is what always happens to the Lions. And then they didn't. Stafford still played the game of his life, still was incredible, but, they, but the Lions won. I was like, okay. But then they play Tampa, and I'm like, they got to beat Tampa. You got you, you can't lose to you can't win and beat Stafford and the Rams and then lose to Tampa at home. It just can't happen. And even though the game got tight at the end, I was pretty solid. I was like, no, they got this. They're, they're going to win. Like even Tampa getting the ball back under two minutes, like get sketchy. You know, it's a close game. It's like I, I'm pretty sure they got this. And as soon as I'm saying, as soon as I'm watching this and saying like they got this, they pick off the pass and the game over. I'm like, all right, cool, great, perfect. This is all gravy now. <laughs> yeah, like they're playing. They're playing the number one team. I, I get it. Detroit's, you know, they're they're their number three team in the NFC. Like, okay, cool. Um, San Francisco's nasty, and they, you know, I don't. They didn't play San Francisco this year. I don't think. But, Correct. Um, but you know, they haven't dealt with anybody like McCaffrey all season. They haven't dealt. You know, Purdy plays so smart, and they haven't really faced a team that defends like San Francisco does yet. So. I'm, if they lose, I'll be annoyed. I'll be mad, but I'm not going to be upset. Like you're mad because if your team loses, you're just mad in general. But they made it this far, and this was very unexpected. Now, of course, it changes for for next season because now it's like, well, you made it that far. You got to get you got to get there again. You got to go further. And I think everybody in this city knows how that goes. But yeah. um, but I I think they they can beat the Niners. Niners didn't look scary against Green Bay. Um. I think if they just get to the house on Purdy, if they rush, if they just they don't have to hit him, they don't have to sack him. They just got to get in his face. I think they can have they can have a good day. But boy, oh boy, Detroit secondary stinks. It's so bad. <laughs> like if Hutchinson and these guys aren't getting in the backfield on the quarterback, or they're not, you know, forcing rushes. Like that's what they were able to do to Mayfield. They were able to get him running around or whatever. Um, but if they can't do that to Purdy, Purdy's going to pick him apart. You know, it's 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 that simple. Uh, that's why Stafford had so much success against them in the first round. Like that's, you know, and even still they got to Stafford, they hit, they knocked Stafford all over the place, but he's, you know, Stafford's an all Stafford's Stafford's a hall of famer. Uh, yeah. he, he's, he's that good. Um, but I mean, Purdy ain't there yet, but I think if you get to Purdy, you get around him, make him hurry. I think they can, I think they can have success because honestly, the offense pretty darn good. <laughs> Lions offense is pretty darn good. So, um, I don't worry about them scoring points. I worry about them keeping the Niners off the board, but we'll see. It's uh, I'll be a mess. I'll be a mess watching it. Well, we'll be a mess with you, Joe, because, I mean, obviously with the Bills out and me wanting no business of watching Kansas City possibly win another football game in the playoffs, uh, my focus tomorrow is going to be on the Lions. It's not going to be on the AFC Championship game. I'm going to be like, come on, can we at least have one person in this area be happy? <laughs> well, it's it. What's really funny about this Final Four is that uh, Detroit's the only team that hasn't hasn't been to, or obviously, if you can't you can't win a Super Bowl if you haven't been in it. But they're the only team that hasn't been there before. So now it's like they're the they may not be an underdog. I guess they are the underdog, but um, the, you know they're 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 the team that like I think everybody's kind of getting behind because you know people are tired of Mahomes, are tired of the Chiefs. You know, Ravens, everybody's, you know, everybody remembers the Ravens from before. They just don't like them. 
Um, and the Niners, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if people still have like Steve Young, Joe Montana hangover from, from, from the eighties and nineties, just to be like, whatever, screw the Niners. I don't like them. But, um, but yeah, it's very weird to have Detroit be in the spot where it's like, they've got like that underdog kind of feel to them and people want to see them win. They want to see success. And it's just, it's very strange. It's very, very strange. It's it, they're <laughs> the darling in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that way, but. I don't know, man. Like it's it's going to be very difficult to keep it cool because if the Niners trounce them, it's going to be like all right, whatever, you know. But if it's like a close game and you know things come down to like final plays or whatever, I'll just be on the ground and curled in a ball. So yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> Immediately, my brain when you said that, it just came up with the, that meme: uh, curl up in a ball, try not to cry, cry a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that. That that'll be that, except it'll just be me like slowly rocking myself. No, it won't be won't be crying, but it'll just be me just going like, oh god, oh god, oh god, no, 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 yeah. Well, isn't being a sports fan awesome? Yeah, why? It's funny. A week ago, I asked why do we do this, and uh, proceeded to do the biggest hype show, and then they lost. So we re- we really go for the dread of it all. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 there's no other, there's no other commonality other than like, there's something about the stress that we must like, or I don't know, I just don't know, but it's, it's hard. Look, it's hard I, being a sports fan. <laughs> it, it may be hard being a sports fan, but I want to have this discussion in two weeks. So that that's the goal. Yeah, I. um it's very weird because you know cause I'm I'm I've forever been the most negative Lions fan around and you know this is you know at least outside of Detroit anyway. Why? What happened to him? <laughs> All right, do you have? Are you doing a nine-hour show today? Like, are we skipping the Sabers? Because I can get into it, man. Um, but but like you know, I, I'm the kind of fan that like I just don't you know I don't want to wear any of the hats I don't want people being like oh man sorry about your team it's like constantly wearing like a death shroud when you when you'd wear a lion stuff like, oh man you're oh man this guy's got a bad like oh this poor guy and then as you wear stuff now and it's kind of like whoa this is really cool man except if I wore something if I if I wore like a hat or something to uh to like you know Sabres practice or something you know guys are either rooting for the Bills because you know, they play for the Sabres or they're from other places you know, like Samuelson's a big Eagles fan, you know, Pozo and Middlestad are both Vikings fans. So I'm just like, like, all right, whatever. But it was like, yeah, I, I forgot that I, I wore it one day earlier this year after they had beaten Minnesota and I walked and Kyle kind of looked at me like, uh-huh, right. I'm like, like, oh man, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. And he's like, uh-huh, sure. Right. Okay. And I'm like, no, dude, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle did not believe the, the hat's this is always just me, been man. here. <laughs> the hat's always been here. I promise. Yeah, I've always. I know it's brand new, but like, listen, it's it's okay. Oh boy, Joe. Um, like I just made reference to. I, I hope that we can uh, have this conversation again in a couple of weeks because that would be awesome. I got a I got a funny feeling I might end up being popular on the air because just to hear me like crack up and have a nervous breakdown about about see if they make it to the Super Bowl somehow which is an inconceivable possibility but yeah hey <laughs> it's a possibility and that's what we're here for yeah that's that's why I'll be curled up in a ball tomorrow that'll be that's exactly why that's right <laughs> you know what? just get comfy you know practice today figure it out like best uh best ways to curl up in ball and be comfortable like find the best way for like any snacks within reach um anything like that 
Yeah, it's it's like uh, try to prepare for like a like a squirrel preparing for winter. You know, just you know, gather up all the stuff, keep it with you, and then don't move. All right, Joe. Just to strictly spite my producer right now, who just gave me the light, nice little wrap it up sing- signal, uh, I have one last question for you. Okay. Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, listen, I was a little too old for Pokemon, but like I've. <laughs> been educated in a year since and listen squirrel on saxophone is like yes! is all the rage so man i'm <laughs> that that's my guy squirrel's, squirrel's my guy man because he can jam on the sax all right there it is the, the we we asked the I important squat we asked the important questions here on sports talk saturday <laughs> always happy to help with 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 the uh with the hard-hitting questions guys that's it joe yurden noted hockey maintenance day podcast contributor with bleacher report and our friend on the West Her Hotline. Joe, thank you, and um, good luck with the uh, curling in a ball technique for tomorrow's game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to need it, guys. Thanks thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks, Joe. That's Joe Yurden on the West Her Hotline. Sabres take on the Sharks today, and the Detroit Lions playing the San Francisco 49ers tomorrow. We'll talk more about the, uh, the championship games in the next segment here. Long segment, don't care. Sports Talk Saturday rolls on, as usual, here on WGR.